You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Ben Guyton, also known as The Dude Abides. Hey, what's going on tonight, everybody? Hey, and we are Kenderless this week. Josh Kender is not with us. And if you not sure if you could tell, I'm still a little bit under the weather, so you have like 90% Ja, 0% Kender this week. 100 percent dude though 100 percent dude i am all in <laughs> yeah so yeah it's 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 been a bit of a been a, a, bit, a bit of an off week we're coming in a day late um because i was sick then kender had some issues so he's not able to record tonight good news is right now the plan is that we are actually going to be recording another episode tomorrow night because kender said he had some stories he wanted to share so we're going to do this episode now and we're also going to record another episode tomorrow night with Kinder, but dude won't be there. So it'll be 0% dude tomorrow night. Um, right. And so he can tell his stories. Uh, but keeping on with the way we normally do things this is episode number 142. We are recording on January 16th for release on January 17th. And in terms of topics, there really is nothing going on in Overwatch right now. And usually... Um, when when this happens right we are able to like generate topics based off of what's happening with the community but this week has been just a total shit show for all of us so um we haven't really been able to do it not to mention uh gotta be honest overwatch community uh in the forums like it's the same it's the same complaints like nobody's really bringing up uh nobody's talking about anything new so uh we don't have like a you know a bunch of formal topics that we normally do we do have some community feedback that we are going to be digging into so this episode is going to be a little bit different uh probably a little bit shorter and like i said we're going to have another episode tomorrow because this week is a little crazy um but before we get into all that i would like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time uh thank you for taking the time to check out watchpoint radio we normally talk overwatch news and competitive and esports a bit but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. That's what normally happens on Watchpoint Radio. Uh, like I said, this week is a little different. Uh, but if you do enjoy the show, you can keep up with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpointradio. And you can also join us on Discord at discord.me slash buttons and you know, join in some of the conversation we have on the Discord with our uh, friends and community members there. So, but yeah, thanks a lot, like I said, for joining us for this episode. And I'd like to thank anybody who's listening, you know, any returning listeners, as always, you know, whether this is your first re-listen or your 141st re-listen, we do appreciate it. We, you know, thank you guys for coming back every week. We appreciate it. That's why we record every week. Sometimes Just twice, apparently. talk about video games. Yep, yep, yep. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, to listen to talk us about 
quote unquote dead Overwatch, right? <laughs> so dead game right now. Dead oh, game walking. Oh, well, dead game and, walking. <laughs> at least that's what, that's what happens if you read it on the internet. I don't that's know. What, that's what the internet said. Must be true. So I'm still having fun with it. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, no new subscribers this week. No new patrons this week. We do have a new review from iTunes from Rap. Yeah, Raptors. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's R-A-P-T-Z-R-1-1. Great name. I'm just like, like I said, I'm 90%. I didn't even attempt to pronounce it correctly. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he says, but thanks a lot. I do appreciate you uh, you taking that time to do the review and write in. Uh, he says, I really enjoy listening to this podcast. I only recently started listening about two, three weeks ago, but I'm hooked. Really enjoy listening to all the thoughts and opinions on the state of Overwatch. I also try to incorporate some techniques discussed on the show into my own gameplay. We'll continue to listen to every new episode. So thanks a lot, man. Really do appreciate it. Glad you're enjoying the show. Glad we can help. That's what we that's what we like to hear, you know? So like I said, thanks a lot. It's been a while since we got an iTunes review. So appreciate like I said, appreciate you taking the time. That means he really, really likes it. <laughs> when I think I saw somewhere in Discord someone was trying to leave one on a Stitcher, uh, or Android, whatever their podcatcher of choice was. Um so, but I, I wasn't able to see it. Yeah, I'm still I'm still working on a system to see more of the reviews. I'm pretty sure if I was able to encompass, you know, more of the platforms, we'd see more reviews because the show is like on 80 different platforms, right? So there's mm-hmm. no way I can check every one, at least not manually. And iTunes generally provides the easiest way to see reviews, so that's why we kind of focus on iTunes reviews. But it's it's something I'm working on. One of the many tasks that Ja has to do. <laughs> Yeah, I know when I was a just a little old listener, um, I'm not a big fan of Apple products, so I had to go out of my way to put the review on iTunes, and uh, it pained me to do so, but you know. And now he's a host. Look at that. Look at that. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, thanks a lot again. Really do appreciate it. Like I said, this week's show is going to be a bit different. Um, We haven't done a, you know, this week in Overwatch in a while, because we kind of subbed that out to make more room for topics and hopefully bring the the uh length of the show down but that has not worked <laughs> so <laughs> that's because i'm terrible at modding apparently so we'll just leave it at that uh but either way like i said we're gonna we're gonna get into some community feedback from emails from uh from discord but before we do that i know ben I, you you've been grinding you've been you, you've been hard at work in overwatch I have uh past week and a half. Um, I've been putting in some work. Um, it was convenient. The girlfriend was out of town, so I got some hours in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, uh, I placed, you know, around, I think low 2200 the beginning of the season. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I was in plat a few seasons ago and then took a couple seasons off. And when I came back, I was rusty and, um, uh, my accounts had fallen off from just playing haphazardly so i've uh been making it a point to climb only playing tanks because that's my strong suit that's uh, what i enjoy playing um and i've made it a point to not play with a lot of people that i used to play with because they're higher sr so i didn't want to get carried i wanted to make it a point to do it um and uh finally cracked back into plat last night um felt pretty good um it is not easy to do as a main tank um, so what I found to be pretty effective was, you know, playing a little more off tank, more diva and Zarya kind of 
utilizing the peeling uh, capabilities of both of them to protect people as they're on the verge of dying. Um, you can really only do so much as Ryan when you don't have the support of your team. Um, I can't tell you how many times, especially because it's in gold, um, where I'm trying to push forward with, you know, my off tank or a healer. People are like, we need people on the car. We need people on the car. And, you know, it's just it's counterintuitive to how the game is played at higher levels. Um, so I, you know, made a couple friends through LFG stuck to my, uh, very heavy vetting. That's what I like to refer to it as in my LFG stacking and, you know, found some new people to play with and grinded it out and back in plat boys were there. So you made it back to the platinum promise land. Congratulations. I'm, I'm back there. So now, uh, I don't know if I'll be able to hit it by the end of this season. Um, I mean, still got a long season to go, but next goal is to try to crack into diamond in the next two seasons, which I think is definitely doable. Definitely so. doable. And I like your approach. I mean, you took the same approach that I did long, long ago when I was, you know, breaking out of that goal. Like, cause I, I actually, even when the first season, right. When we didn't have like the gold and stuff like that, um, the elo that I had a rank I had was still technically speaking like high gold. Right. Mm hmm. And uh, then what second was that, season, like 52, 53, something around there. Like a little higher than that, like yeah. I think. Yeah. So something like that. And the approach I took is that, okay, well, if I protect the idiots, they'll live and they may make something happen. And that's how I learned how to play Zarya. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how I learned how to play Zarya. Uh, and got my tracking up and stuff like that. Because if you, you know, in that ELO, if you do, you, people make mistakes all the time, right? That's yeah. kind of oh, the, yeah. the deal as you go up in, in ELO, right? Uh, and why more than likely uh, you see the meta solidify high, the right. higher you go. Because you could play an off meta character in the lower ranks, you know, you know, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, even diamond in some cases, because people make mistakes. But as right. the mistakes get less, you're kind of forced into more meta characters, you know. So well, and one of the, the interesting things that you see when you end up deranking through, you know, whatever reasonings or factors, um, I was definitely once I got back into the swing of things playing at a much higher level than the people I was playing around with. Um, because before when I, before I'd stopped playing for a little while, I was at 27, 2800, something around there. Um, the game is played very differently at 2200. So playing Ryan at that kind of level in the 2200s, um, a lot of people don't know what to do with you because you have to play aggressive and play defensively when appropriate, as opposed to a lot of people in that rank they hold the right mouse button and don't hold W. They stand in the choke and they let their shield get beat down. Because um, a lot of people don't understand what Ryan's capabilities are or main right. tanks in general. Right. Um, so now playing a lot of off tank, I have to basically baby my Ryan into pushing up with me. I'm like, come on, let's go. I got a bubble for you. Just be a little more aggressive. Hold W for me. And, uh, you know, aggression works in... 90% of competitive video games, the more aggressive side usually has the advantage. You know, it just, it, it was like that in destiny in trials of Osiris, the team that played aggressive and not passive, they won. And the same thing happens in overwatch. The team that caps the point and just sits there, they're going to get it taken back. But if you cap the point and push up and hold that choke ahead, 
you're going to be set up a little bit better on, you know? Right. Yeah. You kind of have to, in some cases, in order to climb, you have to play your rank, right? Yeah. Like uh, the problem I run into when I go to help people, like if I play Ryan in low gold or something like that, and I play him the same exact way I play in high gold, I can be effective. Not high gold, sorry, like high plat or diamond. Like I can be effective, but sometimes your team does not know how to work with you on that, right? Right. Like they just expect for you to hold your shield up and then they get mad when your shield goes down, you're kicking yeah. ass, but they don't know how to take cover or take proper angles. Like the DPS don't know how to position properly. So they don't they, understand the cart is the best tank in the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, don't like, stand behind that thing. <laughs> like maybe you shouldn't be standing behind my shield. Maybe you should be looking for high ground or something like right. that. You know, maybe you right. should be looking to get a, an, adva- an advanced, you know, a position that gives you an advantage on them like uh for example when i when i I was playing through ash on my practice account and i flew the practice account started at like 24 something and i flew from like 24 something to 2900 with ash and all i did all i did no because it's not even a brag (laughs) it's not even a brag dude all i did was just find positions to on the side of the enemies behind the enemy she has great mobility she can get to a lot of different places i mean that so, clip you posted of you on dorado was oh, completely yeah. skeet shooting yeah. from behind i mean no one even turned around it was exactly and it just worked out because pharaoh just flies through the air boom zen sitting there boom anna boom <laughs> just, yeah and, and the key is too right because some people would get into that position and immediately start firing off no I waited yeah, until they yeah, my wait. team engaged and then you're shooting them. They're losing health, but they don't understand that they're losing health from behind, right? That's right. why I was able to get them like that. You know, and I'm not I, I'm not gonna admit that I'm I'm not gonna say like I'm just this, this super ash. I think my accuracy is only like fifty percent or something like that, right? Um and I don't know what the stats are on Ash, but I imagine for a character like that, you to, to be considered good, you need to have higher accuracy like like a widowmaker or something right. like that right so like my my accuracy with ash is only like 50 percent or something but you make opportunities for yourself by you know getting in, in a good position you know right and that's like one of the things that a lot of the dps in the lower ranks don't understand that's why they're standing behind the ryan shield that you're trying to push forward their soldier 76 is shooting the other the enemy ryan shield not really doing right. anything yeah you know and that's why you have to kind of play your rank so Sure, I could get aggressive if my team allows it, allows it, you know. But if I get aggressive, you know, I get some damage in. I might even get a kill or two in, but the rest of my team dies because they're just kind of standing there like yeah. puppies. They don't know what to do. That's the thing. You got to assess the situation. <laughs> and it's interesting to look at it like that because Ryan is far and away my best character in the game. Between Xbox and PC, I've probably put in at least 750 hours on just him. Right. Um. And I can flex through all the tanks except for hamster because I just I, I don't play him. Um, but this season, my win percentage on Ryan is 55 percent and my win percentage on Diva is 71 percent right now. Right. Um, just from, you know, understanding the limits and capabilities that you can only do so much as a main tank if you don't have the support. And then the minute I cracked into platinum, it's so funny because the game changes once you hit like 2450. It changes dramatically. The amount of five and six man shatters I've hit in the past eight or nine games since I hit that SR 
just skyrockets because your team's working with you. Right. You have you have a Lucio in every game as opposed to Brig and Mercy. So, <laughs> you know, playing Ryan with a Lucio is like playing a whole different character. Oh, absolutely. Um, That's he's almost un, he's almost unplayable without Lucio. But the ability to just have Azaria telling you, hey, I'm bubbling you for shatter instead of me having to continue to say bubble me so I can shatter. You know, people are a little bit more aware um, and it's so much easier to just jump past a Ryan and shatter everyone behind him and then see your whole team collapse um, on them. So it's uh, yeah. now that I've cracked that threshold. I can get back to swinging my hammer as much as I like to do, but uh, <laughs> it was definitely an enjoyable experience to look at the game from a different perspective um, as playing a lot. I mean, I probably put in 25 hours of off tank in the past two weeks, nice. um, which I normally don't, you know, but uh, it's definitely fun to flex uh, within to a little bit of different role and, you know, see the game from a different angle a little bit because playing main tank is, it's a lot of mind games, especially, especially with Ryan. You're constantly, you're it's, it's a one V one battle between the other Ryan, you know, and, off tank, you're doing a lot more peeling, a lot more chasing people down. Um, so, you know, you get a better appreciation of different aspects of the game, which is fun. Keeps it fresh. Yeah, now that I think about it, I think tanking is maybe the the role. Like tank and off tank is the role that you kind of have to switch how you play it depending on rank. And this yeah, is just coming off so. the top right now. And that, now that I'm thinking about it because... When it comes to DPS, right? If you DPS the way you like in gold, the way you DPS in platinum, or the way you DPS in diamond, you're going to be effective, you know, just as effective as you normally are. Because DPS, you know, it's usually about taking opportunities, positioning, stuff like that. Um, like, look at what I just I talked about with Ash, right? Healer is the same way. I don't have to think about playing Zen differently in gold than I do. In diamond, actually, in diamond, I just need to be. I actually need to be more careful, like you would expect. Like you know, if I'm playing, like uh, if I'm helping out with like my, uh, you know, uh, uh, somebody that's in gold, I'm playing Zen, and we're playing in the gold elo, and a Genji, you know, flies over a wall. I'm like, fuck that Genji, I'm gonna kill him, right? <laughs> you know, like that's not that big of a deal. Like I'm not afraid of a Genji. I'm not afraid of a Tracer. You know, I'm not afraid of a fucking Moira at that rank. Uh, and Diamond's a different story. Like, if I see a Genji, I'm, like, hugging my tanks, like, get this guy yeah. off of me. <laughs> you know. Kill um, the ninja. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's a little different. But, yeah, like, if I play the same way I played in, like, you know, Diamond. Like, if I play, you know, a Diamond's and Yada in Gold, I'm at an advantage. If I play a Diamond Anna in Gold, I'm at an advantage. I don't have to really play differently. But tanks, like you say, it's played a little differently, right? Um you play uh, when you get into a higher elo, you play Zarya a little bit differently, all right? Like you want your Reinhardt to push in and get you get mm -hmm. you charged up, or you'll throw a bubble on somebody that's engaging the team in front. Whereas if you're in a lower rank, you may save those bubbles for when somebody flanks your healer, so you can save your healer right. and they can get yeah. away. Or somebody you're looking for people to make mistakes because they're gonna make them, and they, you, you <laughs> save them as they're making the mistakes, right? So. I think majority that, of bubbles that I deployed in the past couple of weeks, um, Ryan, obviously, but Anna and Mercy were the biggest recipients of my bubbles as they were getting dove by whoever it needed to be. And at that elo right now, honestly, it's McCree. It's it's McRightClick flanking all over the place and just destroying back lines. 
because no one knows what to do about it because positioning is an under and it, it is not an understood concept. A lot of people don't understand positioning. They don't understand how important it is in a game like Overwatch. I mean, without positioning, I mean, you're just you're you're stuck hard stuck in gold forever. You could be mechanically sound. And if you don't understand positioning, you're just you're never going to get anywhere. Right. Which the positioning is an important aspect for all roles, but I think you're talking specifically about DPS, right? Yeah. Yeah, for as for DPS, yeah, specifically, yeah. Yeah, because if you are McCree, but you're shooting into a Ryan shield or shooting into a Winston bubble or you're not doing damage, you're not being effective, right? Cuz like, you know, you you just don't have that high of a rate of fire. Even right. soldier just unloading clips into a Reinhardt shield is not effective. You need to get into a position where you are past the barrier. You can see over the barrier, you know, stuff like that. Um positioning as a healer also is important because you want to position yourself to be able to heal your teammates but not die at the same time so but i mean like that's some prepared to attack shit to be honest with you like (laughs) that has been talked about on so many episodes of prepared to attack fu was really good about it like he was very adamant about it in his episodes with the healers so i'll definitely check that out fu's episodes are they really make you understand how important it is especially for anna and zen on where you play i mean i learned so much about how to play better as a tank for my healers from listening to foo right um which is a really cool aspect of the game of overwatch it's got so many different roles understanding a role that you don't play but you depend on can really make you appreciate how to not take yourself out of line of sight of your healers because they're playing smart and now you're being stupid and being aggro right you know so it's remember the last time i played with you you were playing with anna and you kept yelling to the randoms you're like Listen, you idiots, I can't heal you if I can't see you, and I'm not going to go up there just to get myself killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need to understand that. Like, you know, it, it, especially in the lower ranks, right? Like, people being reckless in the lower ranks is usually they're just doing some dumb shit. People being a little bit more, even in the higher ranks, it's not really being reckless. They're just taking advantage of certain situations, yeah. right? Like, when I'm playing with Thrill, and I see Thrill dash in as Genji to someplace, I know that he looked in, he analyzed the situation, he saw an opening. He's going in with a purpose. He's going in yeah. with a purpose. He he knows the dangers. No shit like that. If I see somebody in gold do that shit, I'm like, dog, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> like, like, you dashed. First of all, like, I, like I, you know, you'll see Genji's like do the dash, but they won't hit anything. Like, they'll just dash to get closer to a target. To get closer to the target to throw shurikens at him. Like, nah, because man. Because shurikens, you know, do so much damage. Yeah, it's like, nah, that's not <laughs> how that shit works, man. So, yeah, no. But, um, yeah, my, my, my weekend Overwatch, even before I got sick, because my weekend Overwatch this week has kind of been non-existent. Um, I, uh, this new year, I've been, there's a lot of stuff that I need to do uh, non-Overwatch related for the network, and I've been working on a lot of that stuff. But being sick just definitely didn't help, because last week, I was not in the mood to play competitive like i was in a bad mood every time i played comp like for no reason like i just go into comp like okay i'm gonna play and then i just find myself not really communicating that well nothing my teammates really did and my experiences last week were pretty poor but i kind of i gotta be honest i just blame myself like my attitude was already poor going into it i wasn't communicating well and it's not like i was even losing that much right i, I would say i was 50 50 last week I was 50-50 last week. 
You're and just being big salty chocolate. I, yeah, big salty chocolate. Yeah, like that, <laughs> that, that's that's what was going on last week, and I don't know why. And it came to a head for me. I was on my practice account, and I picked Sombra, and I kind of stopped playing, and I just started trolling. Now, oh, no. we won this game too. I think maybe that's why, like, we were beating the shit out of this team. And uh, we won this game. But what I started doing, and there's now my new favorite thing to do in quick play, is as Sombra, go invisible, get next to the enemy healer, and say hello. <laughs> so sometimes they don't really catch on. Like, you just have to say it a few times, and I think they realize, like, maybe they hit tab and see that they don't have a Sombra on their team. Oh my god! And they're like, "Oh shit!" And then they start looking around. They start like, you know, uh, shooting in multiple directions. You know, sometimes I'll come out of stealth and I'll hack them real quick, and I'll just run away from them after. I hack them. <laughs> <laughs> just watch them spin, looking for you. Oh yeah, it's uh, that's like next level trolling. It reminds me of uh, back in the days of Call of Duty when people would uh, flank you really hard in hardcore where there's no radar, and just lay. It's usually when people are laying prone on a building with a sniper. And then they'd like stand next to you and do all this. And then they'd send you a message, be like, turn around. <laughs> and you turn around, you just follow them around. And then finally, you just, you know, melee them to death in the back of the head. Oh, dude, uh, that's, yeah. That's next level trolling right there. But that's what I, like, that's what I found myself doing in one, in like a competitive game. And like I said, we won the game. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop playing competitive for a little bit. You know, I'm uh, I just started playing quick play. So I started doing that in quick play. It's a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little more tolerable. <laughs> a little bit more tolerable. That's uh, funny. You know, and I actually I did finish the, the best set challenge on two of my accounts. I still need to finish it on one. Uh, actually, my highest ranked account is the one I need to finish it on. Uh, and actually, I just plan to blow through that this Friday. I have off work, thankfully. And, I, and I'll do that. But yeah, I mean, that's. That's kind of the status of, of what I'm doing in Overwatch right now. Like it's not that's the thing, like I think you would hear that and you would say, Yeah, it's Overwatch. I'm just tired of it. Overwatch fucking sucks. No, that's not the problem. It's not it's not Overwatch. It's me. <laughs> like, it's not know. Overwatch. It's me. It's not you, babe. It's me. Yeah, it, it was it was <laughs> me because it was like, it was just the attitude that I had last week, and I really don't know. I, I mean, it could be a little bit of burnout. Like I've I've been playing Overwatch for since since beta. Since early beta, yeah, you know, uh, nonstop, you know. Well, I think that's why I'm enjoying the game as much as I am again now, is because I took like two seasons off, right? Um, you know, started a new job, I had a lot going on, got back in the gym, didn't care to play Overwatch like two seasons, and now I've been back into it for two two full seasons, and uh, the game's a lot more fresh now after that little bit of a break. Yeah, I don't see um, myself. Oh, so go ahead. Oh, and I was what I was gonna say is. I still need to finish like leveling up my third alt account, but I can't force myself to do quick play because it's just terrible. But now that I've gotten this account higher, I'm going to jump on back on my one of my other accounts where I'm just going to pl- focus on playing nothing but healers. You know, what just makes to, just to play uh, a different role and, you know, keep the game fresh like that. So, you know, what makes quick play fun? Recon only bastion. Challenge yourself. Yeah. Challenge your recon only bastion. I love that shit. It's fucking awesome. It's just funny. I was actually <laughs> going to ask you, um, what are your thoughts on the fact that, because you and I are both in the same boat on Bastion, you know, fuck Bastion. Yeah. Um, fuck the last Bastion. That cinematic was stupid. Fuck him as a character. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
Get rid of this delete brig, delete Bastion. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on him kind of becoming meta in a lot of SRs right now because he absolutely is cementing himself in a higher pick rate? I think it's it's there's certain characters you don't want to see picked a lot, right? You don't uh-huh. want to see Bastion picked a lot. You don't want to see May picked a lot, you know? Because they're not fun to play against. Actually, even Torp yeah. now, like you know, Torp is like Tur- Like he's not fun to play. He's sorry, he's kind of fun to play, but he's not fun to play against. And right. with Bastion, the amount of effort you have to put in to play him does not equal the amount you have of effort you have to put in to counter him. Yeah, you know, you know, it only takes him and a Reinhardt working together for almost your whole team to have to work together to kill them a bastion and a reinhardt could put themselves in a corner of numbani just those two if they if they pair up the rest of the that team the other four people could be fucking around mm-hmm. you know and that and that's 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 kind of an issue so what's, that's what's crazy about it too is how easily he is able to just especially if it's a surprise that push is done if you're not prepared for it so you just walk in like you've been there goes your shield Diva has no DM, and because his range is increased, bye bye Ryan, bye bye Diva Mech, bye bye someone else who happened to be standing there. That pushes over immediately, and that's not fun, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, in a more organized environment, he's more manageable. I one hundred percent tell you that when we play a six stack and somebody pulls out Bastion, we know what to do. But yeah. no, despite my efforts, no matter what I say, how I explain it, when we see an enemy Bastion. It's like you're t- you can- it's hard to get a team of randos to really organize, even if they're all in chat. And you would expect that at this point in the game, like people kind of know what to do, right? You know, if we kind of suspect that they might pull a bastion move because of maybe how much time they have, the map, shit like that. I'm like, look, if you see a bastion, do not step in front of him, right? If we don't kill him before he gets on that cart get to high ground because that's our next move to drop on top of him. Right. That's our next thing we're going to try to do. And people, they just, they just kind of fall apart. So nah, I'm not really looking forward to it. Like it's, it's too, it's, it's twofold, right? An organized play, not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. An unorganized play, which is the bulk of overwatch. Big fucking deal. (laughs) You know, not fun. What's interesting about where he's at now coupled with sim because like if you'd asked a year ago who are the two most unlikely characters to see at high levels of play regularly i'd be like sim and bastion but they are becoming the counter to goats um in this whole ping pong strategy the teams are running right and it's actually pretty cool to watch um what these people are doing and and, um mike rec uh they they ran this strat in their first match in the uh brawlers tournament last week on uh Anamora, they ran Symmetra and Bastion, and they didn't do too much of the bouncing around as much as some other teams do, because I didn't practice it as much. But when you get a Bastion bouncing back and forth between teleporters, oof, you're you're in for a bad time if you're not prepared for it. Yeah, that's not, yeah. Like, shit like that. Because, like, for example, like Bastion was never meant to do that, right? He was never meant right. to be that mobile, you know? And that's not that that's not fun. Like they balance him, expecting him to sit in one place. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's when you make 
you know, when you get dynamic moves like that, I'm not saying, oh, yeah. wait, they have to take the teleport out. Like, no, fuck that. Don't take the teleport yeah. out. You know, what would be worth if they took one of our ideas and made the teleporter shoot through, right? Like, basically, it was like a portal. Oh, God. Oh, God. That would be fucking It's already terrible. bad enough you can throw Sims turrets through it. Yeah, you can I throw Sims turrets through it. I think that's a little, the little much. Right, yeah. Um, because then you can't predict where they're coming from, and they they do some damage. You know, they they don't yeah, they yeah. don't just tickle. Especially when you're in the middle of a fight, right? That's how I end yeah. up killing because like people don't notice them. Like that's the thing about Overwatch, right? Footsteps and noises and guns like will take precedent over like that droning noise that those t- that mm-hmm. those things make. So no, yeah. it, it makes total sense. One of the uh, and this is the last I'll touch on Sim and Bastion. I was watching contenders last week and it was a uh, Atlanta rain game and it's probably one of the coolest fights I've ever seen in overwatch history um, I've never been so confused by what's happening on the screen it was second point Hanamura Bastion Arissa and Sim are on the high ground so if you're walking out of the point from defense that high perch up to the right where only a few characters can get to right and that's a pretty popular defense now in the higher level play is putting those three up there with an Anna um, it it came to a head where both teams were running a Sim and a Bastion on attack and defense. And both Sims just happened to put their walls up at the exact same time, perpendicular to each other. (sighs) So there are like four quadrants in the fight. There's a grav that gets stuck on one wall. Another grav gets stuck on the other because you really can't tell what's going on. Right. Yeah, it's hard. Um, There's explosions happening everywhere. Moira's a coalescencing, just trying to touch their teammates. I mean, it was absolute chaos. It was one of the coolest team fights I've seen in a long time because it was from like the spectator view. Yeah. And it, it was impossible to follow. Even <laughs> as someone who watches pro play a lot, it was just, it, I mean, it was crazy. It was, it was really cool, but it, it's a different kind of overwatch than, you know, dive meta for a year or goats. It was, it, it's dynamic and different, which is fun for the game. I think right now. Yeah. No, you got a point. All right, well, we did that longer than I expected. Let's <laughs> hop into That's our what she uh, said. community feedback. Ah, the first is from Rodney Irvin. I think that's Seer Prophet in the uh, on Twitter. I'm not sure if he's in the Discord. Actually, no, I think he's in Discord. I'm pretty sure he's a PS4 player in the Discord as well. And uh, I think, uh, well, this first tweet, this first um, email he sent is actually in reference to a tweet that I made about, you know, after hitting Diamond playing zen oh i have to hitting diamond i really haven't had motivation to climb much higher uh, and that i really didn't hit diamond on like it wasn't a goal to hit diamond it was just to get better at zen that was my goal and i actually ended up hitting diamond right and um you know he replied back to me that you know he his his biggest fear with you know playing zen or trying zen is that uh that he would feel like he's throwing that's you know every match and i said well it's not if you're trying your best you're not actually throwing and the best thing you get i mean like you know you got to start somewhere so you know if you're not good with zen and you start playing zen uh you're probably gonna lose that's gonna happen (laughs) and you know you just take your losses (laughs) as lessons and get better you know so that's what this is referencing well i'll just read what he says here he says Hello, everyone. I want to say thank you for helping me and my friends navigate the mean streets of Ranked. I was talking with Ja the other day, and I said I really wanted to learn how to play Zen, but I didn't want to feel like I was throwing, playing a new hero. Ja basically told me that as long as I was trying, I wasn't throwing, and take the losses as lessons to improve. I started doing that last night in Ranked, and we had a blast. I had some amazing plays and some blunders, but it was fun. 
it would seem to me that the meta is more important in the higher SR, uh, higher SR than lower. You can have a low SR player own and off hero. Own on and off hero, sorry. I imagine as the skill gap becomes closer, the meta picks come more into play because you're going you're trying to squeeze out every advantage you can find. So yeah, that's exactly what we talked about earlier. I'm glad you all brought up the 30-30 rule. It really has helped my mentality and has brought the salt way down. My friends and I go into a game trying to do our part, and if we have a team that cooperates, then awesome. If not, we take it as a practice session. I also try to keep in mind that the May player on my team might be trying to practice that hero, and like Zen and I, we may suck for some time. Until Blizzard comes up with a better system for ranked, I'll have to keep those things in mind and not tilt. There was a time I thought about quitting OW because I wasn't having fun. It was about the it was all about climbing an SR. Now all the games are a tool for learning and the climbing will eventually take care of itself, hopefully. At one point I climbed my highest I climbed my highest to twenty four thirty four. I had a sixty one percent win rate. The Anna Challenge came out and the Anna ch- challenge came out and for whatever reason my win rank tanked to about 38 percent maybe it means diana change i'm not sure but we'll just stick with the diana challenge i think um, he's referring to the bastet challenge oh Probably. maybe okay oh gotcha okay he says uh i'm not totally sure what happened was it that was it the matchmaker pushed me back down or the influx of players returning for the challenge yeah okay i think you're right could it be I just sucked? I'm not sure. It seems the players we had on our team didn't have thumbs. LOL, any thoughts? Anyway, thank you. Thanks for everything. I've, I really enjoy the show. You have a great group of guys, and I look forward to it every week. Peace. So thanks for that one. We actually have the second email from him, too, which I'm going to get into in a, in a little bit here, but I'm going to address this one first. So, uh, yeah, in terms of the, you know, you, you know, you getting pushed down a little bit when the Anna Challenge came out. Yeah, I mean, if it brought players back and the pool, kind of, the player pool, kind of filled up a little bit, um, you know, not only did you have good players coming back, but you probably also had a lot of bad players coming back too, and that that affects your teams. So I think it's more of the latter in a case like this. Yeah, um, <laughs> people come back just because they see a, a skin that they want, and those are the kind of people playing comp for golden weapons. Um, they're not playing it to win. They're just playing it to get their stuff done. Coincidentally, this one requires you to win. But, you know, if you haven't played Overwatch in three months, jumping back in right away isn't a key to winning. So yeah. that's probably what happened. Not to mention, if you're just jumping back in to get for the best that challenge, just play quick play. You only play a half yeah. of the game. It's faster. <laughs> yeah, but quick play, there's no rewards. You don't get your golden guns. Down with that. Your extra 30% damage, you know? But, but that is the, re- the reward, is fucking being able to do the best that challenge half the time. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, but I'm glad uh, I am glad I was able to help, um, you know, with what I said about Zen and trying, because I mean, that's 100% true, right? Um, I think I talked about it. I've talked about it a few times in the last few months, but some of my most fun playing Overwatch over the past year was not necessarily me playing ranked and gaining SR and stuff like that. It was actually getting better at characters, right? I had a blast getting the diamond with Zen, but it was actually just more fun because I knew I was just getting better with him with every game, right? You know, I was getting more I was getting more heals. I was getting better trances. I was getting more offensive defensive assist, uh, dis, uh, assists. I was my accuracy was going up, you know, stuff like that. You know, every it, those stats really 
made the game more fun for me. Or even when I started playing Anna, like I was, uh, I was definitely like a gold Anna, a mid gold Anna, maybe even a low gold Anna when I started playing Anna. But over time, you know, watching my stats, like, okay, every week, my average healing is going up every single week. This is awesome. You know, my accuracy is going up. My sleeps are going up. I'm getting better, uh, you know, splooges. I can't, my, I said, I'm at 90%. So, like, you know, my brain's not really working on the canister <laughs> right now. I'm <laughs> not aware the splooge is the nade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm getting anti, you know, more, I'm getting better antis and stuff like that. So, you know, um, that, I think you find a lot more fun in the personal progress like that because it's more rewarding because as we all know, you could go up 200 SR and you can go down 200 SR, but if you increase your skill in a character, nobody's taking that away from you. Jeff Kaplan can't take that away from you. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Sure. as I'll try. Yeah, he can try, but he can't. Actually, he can try. They can nerf it. They can do some different things. Yeah, he's actually... swing that nerf bad. He can make you feel real bad about it. <laughs> so he can take that <laughs> away from you, actually. Wait a wait a Oof. Jeff Kaplan always on top. Oof. All those people who thought they were placing really good shield generators, he took that shit right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no. But, um, yeah, no. I, I think that's that's why. It's just more rewarding because as Overwatch gets older, um or the, the longer people play Overwatch, I think you just realize that SR, I say it again, I, you know, just like that's, that should be uh, maybe the verse two of the Church of John because verse one is the meta, the meta is not gospel, right? That's verse one. Mm-hmm. Verse two is that your SR doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Church of John verse two, your SR doesn't mean anything because like, I mean, let's be honest, folks, like it doesn't like the reason you want to strive for a high SR is you will get better games. You'll definitely you'll get better games like, you know, that's literally my only va- motivation for actually climbing an SR is for more enjoyable games. Yes. Like, that's it for me. Like, I could care less. I'm, I'm in my 30s. I'm not going to be a pro Overwatch player like I could care less about that shit. Exactly. Um, but I do want more enjoyable games. And in order to do that, you have to play at a higher elo than the average population plays at. Yeah. I mean, there's two ways to do that. Essentially, either a you can climb SR and you can get you know, better games overall. Even though if you listen to a Grandmaster talk, they're like, oh, th- these games suck. I have these masters in my group. <laughs> you know, like, come on. You know, so. But um, you could do that or you can join communities, play in scrims, play in pugs, stuff like that. You know, those are all, those are both valid ways to get better matches in Overwatch. It's actually one of the reasons why, you know, over the past, you know, a few months, we've really been pushing for people not only to get into our Discord, but just join various Overwatch Discord communities, join teams, you know, maybe just hook up with the same groups of players, like in, in like a Discord LFG. Um, and that, like, if you want to play Overwatch that way, that's awesome. I, dude, I, I, I really do wish it was the way it was back in like, you know, old, uh, the, the early, 2000s right let's say 2000 to mm-hmm. 2010 and not just in the aspect of you know more community control right but uh you know if you were really invested in overwatch you really wanted to play overwatch imagine just being able to go into a discord server and all you see is the chat just going up like constantly moving mm-hmm. because all of these people are either looking to get a scrim for their team they're looking for a ringer like you know for their team so they can get a scrim or maybe they're just looking to put a pug together like i could 
on a Saturday, like, you know, wake up, eat some breakfast, go into IRC, and then boom, I could be playing scrims all day long in Counter-Strike if I wanted to. Yeah. You know, I mean, technically speaking, you could still do that. Uh, there, there's the, the way this, that, that community has evolved. It's kind of kept that. But that's that's what I kind of wish for when it came to, you know, competitive Overwatch outside of Blizzard's control, right? Because that's just that's just really fun. Um, but, you know, for now... And there's definitely some Discord communities out there that do encourage that kind of activity. Um, but, you know, I think the, the difference between what you're talking about and what happens nowadays is you have to be invited to a Discord server and you don't know about these different servers. And, um, you know, I feel like if there was more publicity for some of these servers that do this kind of things, that'd be really healthy for the game. Um, and I think that's one of the things clan systems could really fix and really tie everything in together. But, you know, we're just beating the dead horse at that point. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, but he says, you know, uh, that, you know, the SR, the climbing will eventually take care of itself. I believe that is true with, yep. with, with most characters. I mean, kind of have to find your way in some cases. Like, you know, I, I think my climb with Zen was easier than a climb with like Ryan, for example. Right. Because with Zen, just naturally the way you play Zen, you're calling shit out and you're getting mm-hmm. that shot caller going in. You get better with every game. And just you having a shot caller on your team can be enough to turn the tide. And I think that's why Clan One's End is, is is really good. It's it'll be a little harder. Like with if I would have did the same thing with Anna first, it probably wouldn't have worked. But because I had already kind of climbed, made that big climb with Zen, when I went to go play Anna, I still have the same view of the field, so I can still call and focus targets because now I'm good at it. You know, Zen's one of those really interesting characters where he demands your full attention at every single time of every inch of the playing field because your discord is easily one of the most powerful abilities in the game. Um, at the same time, you got to make sure you're topping off primarily your other healer at the same time. So you're, you're kind of doing your own peeling by flicking back and forth between the fight and then covering your Moira or your mercy, you know? So it's, he's a really fun character to play. I, I feel like, him and Lucio, if you first are learning the game, are such important characters to understand to really introduce you to the game Overwatch, you know, how it all plays out. Right, yeah. So I'm glad you're you're, you're enjoying the game. I'm glad that you have, you know, a group that you can play with. Glad you're in the Discord and playing with those guys as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, I do think that if you keep going, the climb will happen, right? I think it is a little harder on console, to be honest. Um, because oh, is of the, he on console? Yeah, he's on console. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's a PS4 player. Oh, uh, okay. I think it's a little harder on console because, like, you just it. I think the base varies there more than it does on PC, to be honest. Yeah, so, I saw a pretty big uh, PS4 tournament for uh, Overwatch being advertised past couple weeks on uh, one of the Facebook groups that I'm in for Overwatch. So, they're out there. The communities are definitely out there. I think they're less prevalent on Discord. Um, I think the console directories are usually on social media, um, at least from what I see. Um, I think that's why I'm tapped into so many of the social media directories because I started on Xbox um, and Discord isn't a thing on Xbox. Not so, yet. Not yet. Not yet. But um, 
you may be able to get some uh, insight in there, Prophet. If you do some looking around on Facebook or something, you could probably find some good groups. Yeah. So, and I'm curious to see if he got his name from a uh, Hollow Knight because it's one of the characters in there. I'm curious. Mm. Well, you're gonna ask him in Discord, so it, yeah. If it is, big ups, man. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh, actually, I think I'm gonna put the next two together because they kind of talk about the same thing almost, right? So we're just kind of mm-hmm. put them together. But so his second email, uh, which came in, I think like a day after, maybe not even a day, he says, "I was at work and I thought about something else. Jeff Kaplan was on Emong's stream and ha- they had a discussion about SR. You may be a GM level tank, but a goal level support. That sucks for your team when they pick the tanks and you're forced to play support." Imagine a goal-level player trying to play a game against GMs. I don't think it would be a good time for the gold support. I've never really thought about that before. I know people don't like the idea of roll queue, but maybe a variation of it, where there was some flexibility. I more The more I dissect rank, the more problems I find. Do you think they will ever come up with a system that works for the hardcore? And Wood Tier Guru was kind of on the same... Uh, he he posted in Discord. It's kind of on the same, um, you know, wavelength with this. He says Jeff recently talked about how cool it would be to have roll cool, a roll queue and possibly roll specific SR. If when they implement a roll queue, do you think they will keep the number of rolls to the current three, or do you think they will go with six plus rolls that the professional side of things break heroes down into? If they did a roll specific SR, how do you think the community would react to the need to do placement matches for each roll? Do you expect that they would keep a 10-game placement system for each role or lower the number of matches? They could also get around this by increasing the length of a competitive season. In an ideal world, this would also be a great opportunity to do an MMR reset. Now that we know they want to go in this direction, I'm eager to hear your thoughts on some of the finer details. Um, So I'll take the low-hanging fruit first, right? I think if they did make a change like this, it would uh, definitely, you know, you would want to do an MMR reset. And while everybody like cheers for MMR reset, you really need to remember that you're going to get your ass whooped by people who are much higher ranked than you at first, right? I mean, the only thing, like, if, if they did MMR reset but kind of kept your head in MMR as a factor, then that's, you know, that may save some players from getting absolutely demolished, but then that kind of defeats the purpose, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of defeats the purpose. Like, you'd still be a gold healer and grandmaster, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you know, MMR resets are rough. Um, so, the thing well, about- this, this conversation isn't a new one in the Overwatch community. I mean, all you have to do is rewind about two years when Mercy had res. Um, and the majority of complaints in higher level Overwatch was all the boosted Mercy one tricks who were solely climbing to Diamond and Masters because of huge res. Um, and then you would get a team with four Mercy one tricks. Right. And they couldn't do anything. Um, so games were riddled with that. Um, I don't think it's as prevalent anymore. But, you know, it's there's not a lot of people out there that are capable of playing at the highest level that they can play across the board on every single type of character out there. Um, it's already tough enough to see someone fluid within at least four characters throughout like the number of DPS roles, right. um, you know, let alone crossing into different roles. It's just, 
it's very difficult to be able to do. So yeah, like, you know, I, I know you think your DPS is lower than where you are on supports. You know, I would say the same thing about DPS compared to my tank play. They're not on the same level. You know, it's, it's just not, not even close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they did, I wouldn't mind a role specific SR, right. But that would mean like you need like a role queue. Cause you would have to actually queue for that mm-hmm. role so they could place you properly in, uh, you know, in a game. And I'm still not convinced that a role queue is what this game would actually need for the simple fact that um, it does lock you into certain compositions. It'll lock, you know, it has to lock you into 2-2-2. Two, two, two. You know, I think they would still need to keep the solo queue, which is what the system we have, right? Keep mm-hmm. that solo queue. And you can only play solo there, right? Um, or maybe you could duo, you could trio, whatever. Let's let's say they, they keep a, a cube just the way it is, right? I think the better way to go would be uh, to have a six stack only cube. Yeah, I and, mean that's the, that's the solution to everything, in my opinion. Six stack have like you know the regular cube and six stack only cube, and then just make that. I think that'll make LFG a bit more uh, attractive. And then you can have the different role queues. And, yeah. Uh, I used to be a big fan yeah. of role queue. Um, but at this point in the game's life cycle, with how many different metas have been showed, how many different comps have been fleshed out, I don't think it's good for the game to pigeonhole people into playing a forced uh, structure. I mean, I've seen a lot of people online lately talking about like a forced 2 2 2 kind of thing. And I really disagree with that. I mean, in just in one game tonight on uh, Horizon, at one point we ran a 2-2-2, we ran a triple tank, and we ran Slambulance, all at different points within one map. Um, And that's what's cool about Overwatch. You can do so many different things based on what's working, what's not working, what they're doing, and everything's map-specific as well. Um, I, I don't think Roll Queue is as good as idea as I once thought it was um, for that reason. It stifles too many things. And that's, that's one of the draws of overwatch is being able to be flexible, to be able to theory craft different ideas and comps and see if it works. You know, this is one of the things that separates it from paladins, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> but uh, yeah, I said, you know, the role queue worked out. I didn't mean to say role queue. I meant to say an, a role, role SR would work yeah, there yeah. because I mean, I talked about it before. Accessibility is a problem when it comes to competitive. Competitive is very accessible. It's too easy to get into a competitive game. So if you want to have a true competitive experience, coming into the game and having to spend a few minutes putting a team together or getting on a team and then going into a six-stack only queue, you know, that I, I think it would be worth it. Right to take the a little bit of extra time and and get into the game like that's 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 more of an answer right where if somebody puts an LFG together and they want a certain role at a certain SR, well, you can do that now you know. And I still think one of the ideas that we've talked about before, which would help this, is it ties into the accessibility, is take a note out of Heroes of the Storm, um, and that's you have to reach a certain level of experience with each character to unlock them in comp. Um, But even so one that fixes Smurf problems, 
but at the same time, it creates a different kind of Smurf problem because you're basically forcing those Smurfs to be one tricks um, or two tricks at the most. But uh, I, I even then, I don't like the, the idea of it the more I think about it because if what if you need a May to contest second point on 2CP and your two DPS haven't played enough May to unlock her? Does that mean no one can play May then? You know, so like in talking about it, it makes it sounds like a good idea. But then again, it just stifles so much of the dynamic capabilities of Overwatch that I don't like it once I really talk about it out loud. Yeah, I don't think so you I don't think you would have to lock the character until it got to a certain level. I think heroes should have levels. But I think that you should have to get to a certain level with a certain amount of heroes before you can uh unlike play comp, comp, play comp because okay. you need to be I like that better, yeah. Yeah, I think you need to be flexible in comp. You know what I'm saying? Like you you do. Like if you're going to play tank, uh you know, sometimes you need to be able to switch from Ryan to Winston. Like if you need a Winston in a certain situation because the Ryan isn't working, you know, Anyway, I don't play Ryan. You know, I don't. I don't play Winston. So now that Widowmaker is just gonna kick the shit out of the rest of my team. You know, because they don't know how to, you know, take cover. You know, I think it's very important to be able to, to, to flex between characters. You don't have to master characters, but at least know how to use them. There's a difference, right? Like you know, yeah, absolutely. So, well, and that's something like Hammond's. Like I don't, I, I'm not a master of his kid at all, but I will definitely switch to him to contest a point at the end of two CP or get back quickly. You know, I know enough to flex to the character to be effective in small windows where need be. Um, I feel like every DPS ca- uh, player needs to know how to stall with may, um, which doesn't take much effort to be honest. You know, you ice block, you wall, you do the little dance and call it a day. Um, but I feel like that needs to be in everyone's kit, you know, same with Lucio and, stalling a point every off healer or healer for that matter should know how to be a little bit survivable as lucio you know because those kind of things are important to the to the game yeah definitely and you asked if you know they should keep a 10 game placement system whether they do this or not just get rid of placements get rid of them but they're, they're apparently pointless right they killed they're one 100% season. They, pointless, they ended yeah. one season and then started up the next season two hours later placements are pointless you probably started close to where you were maybe 50 to 100 sr down or 50 to 100 sr up you know they're pointless what they should do is just every eight weeks depending on like your the highest rank you hit in those eight weeks just give out the competitive points <laughs> you know just 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 dole them yeah. out and keep it moving like there's really no point because you know, people call the, the the comp system like a ladder, right? They call it a ladder. It's not a ladder, and they made it's not at all a ladder. They yeah. they the Overwatch team made that very clear very early on in Overwatch competitive. The original competitive system they made that was a ladder, but people, a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people who were getting stuck in the bottom of the ladder did not like it. But it was baited. I think they, I really think they should have given it a try, but um. The thing is, uh, the competitive system is designed to give you competitive matches. So it's supposed to figure out, the system is trying to figure out where you belong and keep you there, you know, until you get better as a player and then slowly move you up, you know. 
Uh, so it's not really a ladder. It's it's supposed to just give you competitive matches, but that's not even happening now. Like, you know, you can get into a match and this is a complete shit show, <laughs> you know. Um, so I, I think that's where the frustration that a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people have. Um, I don't know. There's, there's, there's so many things that they can do, and I would love to hear what some of their ideas are. You know, they're too afraid to kind of communicate with the community about it. They are. They're too afraid to, to talk to the community about it because, you know, one, you can't please everybody. I would think that that'd be something they'd understand, but they try to please everyone and then get mad when they can't please everybody. You know, yeah. uh, like, you know, if you do so, if you do one thing, the other side is going to you know, cry about it. That's just kind of how these things kind of, you know, kind of work, um, especially from the, from the developer side. But I think if they actually interface with the community in terms of the game's competitive systems they'll be better off you know because right now who do they talk to overwatch league players coaches super high level players you know those guys are they even playing competitive at this point because they can only play with three at a time <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you know i mean i think they do just for their stream's sake but like the majority of those players they're only playing it for the the sake of their stream uh, most of those players turn off comms and they just talk to their chat and they do it just to grow their brand. Um, and that's the only reason they do it. Right. If if Twitch wasn't there, I don't think they'd be playing comp at all. They'd be scrimming and that would be that. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I think, you know, that, you know, they, I think they, they might need, it might be advantageous if there's a bit more of a community outreach on, you know, what kind of things we want for the competitiveness and like especially if it's going to be a complete overhaul of it right you know i don't think a 6q only is a bad idea especially with lfg in the game the the problem is now um you know with lfg one people don't vet the way they should right people will put together an lfg and just like just snap people up and like okay let's go like that that's it right like you, when I join one and I'm the sixth person and I see the queue start immediately, I back out immediately. Yeah. I'm like, uh, nope, nope, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there needs to be some di- some discussion. I mean, an idea I had a long time ago was to stop putting people directly into a match when they hit competitive. Yeah, the, the, pre, the pre-lobby comms before the game actually starts, yeah. Yeah, put them into a queue for LFG and put that, like, you know, put together an LFG, a six LFG of, of players and see if they could get shit worked out. Yeah. You know, I, I think that would I, I like better. that idea a lot. Yeah. But, you know, if they, if they have their mind on, on roll queue, I'm not against it. Like, oh, I'd never want to see a roll queue. I would like to see how it does play out. How are they not going to stifle creativity when it comes to the comps and stuff like that? How are they going to keep players or what's the punishment going to be like for players who queue in a roll just to troll? Yeah, that, and that's unfortunately with the day of the age of the internet, uh, <laughs> you know, that's a realistic thing. People live to ruin other people's days. Yep. Um. So it's unavoidable, unfortunately. Yeah. So we now know how lax Blizzard can be on, uh, you know, punishing those <laughs> who do that. So. Absolutely. I think it would run rampant, unfortunately. So yeah, well, we'll see. Um. I think with that, we'll go ahead and we'll kind of start wrapping up. Hopefully, I'm sorry, I'm not 100% tonight. Hopefully, um, those answers were sufficient. <laughs> sorry about that. 
I think you're doing great, Chocolate Bear. Uh, thank you very much. It's salty chocolate. <laughs> thank you very much tonight. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're getting sweet towards the end. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, thank you guys for writing in. Thanks for the feedback. We really do appreciate that. Um, that's pretty much that was this week's show, at least this part. And then tomorrow we'll hear Kendra's stories. And then hopefully next week we'll all be at 100%. So we'll see. But uh, let's see. What else what we got going on this week? Um, we do have a PS4 game night or a scrim night. It wasn't really made clear, but it's there is something happening with the PS4 community uh, this Friday or Saturday. Maybe both Death Squad OG. He uh, he's in the Discord, so you might want to hop in the Discord and talk to him about it. But he wants to hold scrims and have a game night, or maybe just hold scrims as a game night. Either way, he wants to party with you. So if you're a PS4, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, first of all, you should join the Watchpoint Radio Overwatch community on ps4 and also you know you can hop in discord talk to death squad see you know if, uh if you guys can put some teams together get some scrims going you know scrims can be fun you like it's you got to get that sr thing out of your head like yes you probably won't be if you're just doing like scrims against other teams you're not going to be gaining sr but you'll be getting probably tons of personal experience and learning shit and they, they can be a lot of fun trust me it's 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 good stuff but yeah that's what death squad wants to do this friday saturday for details definitely hop into the discord because he's going to probably drop times and stuff like that um i already talked about the monthly community episodes we do have some uh people lined up but there's always room for more because, like I said, we want to do this on a regular basis. So if you would like to talk about a certain topic uh, uh, or anything, just reach out to us and we can see if we can get you set up to record a community episodes. And we do have the rank rules in Discord. So if you go into the PC LFG channel, the instructions are there. But you can join a rank if you are either in that in that rank or you're willing to help people in that rank. And then when people ping that rank, you know, you'll be able to see it. So... Uh, what else we got here? Yeah, I think that's it for uh, that type of news. So let's get into our closing here. Uh, always talk about prepare to attack. If you want to, you know, get better at Overwatch, if you're trying to pick up a character, you know, maybe just uh, pick up pick up a different character that you may not play. Maybe not play. Oof, oof it's getting late. Sorry, it's getting to me. <laughs> um, prepare to attack is a great podcast i say it's a great podcast because our podcast so (laughs) (laughs) you can do you can listen to those and they're pretty straight to the point lots of great information from masters and grandmasters and coaches all right it's the only show where you can find every available pronunciation of brigida yeah (laughs) yes and we do normally live stream on tuesdays usually starting around 9 p.m eastern standard time but like i said that didn't happen this week but you know you can check us out on twitch.tv slash mash those buttons when that does happen which is mostly every week Uh, we want to hear about your overwatch stories and we will get into contact information a little bit here and like i mentioned we do have a ps4 community and xbox one club they both call watchpoint radio overwatch so if you're on console we love if you join those communities so that you know you can keep up what's going on there and join in the game nights or the scrim nights whatever they like to do and there's also discord which i mentioned earlier is discord.me slash mash those buttons and you know every week we have more community members joining and it's great to have you guys there it's getting really active and there's actually Kinder Bob and a bunch of uh, listeners played the other night. I want to know what the fuck happened because it kind of seemed like a, it was a, it was kind of 
a little bit of a freaky party going on. Everybody was happy, but goddamn. So we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk to Kendra about that on tomorrow's episode. Well, I'm excited to hear about this freaky party that I missed out on. Yeah, I want to say, what kind of party did I miss? So, <laughs> but yeah, join the Discord, discord.me slash manage those buttons. And uh, always talk about Heroes of Overwatch. It's a great Facebook group if you're looking for more people to play with or you're just looking to keep up with Overwatch news or even the dank Overwatch memes. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you want to keep up with us, like I mentioned earlier, you can follow us on twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. And uh, Ben, why don't you give me social media info? Yeah, you can catch me on Twitter at the dude abides underscore B. Um, and you can always hit me up in Discord if you want to get some games going. Um, always open to play some games. All so right. uh, for me. Nice. And you can follow me on Twitter at Church of Ja. And you can also find me here streaming sometimes. Switch to TV slash match those buttons. Hasn't been happening as much recently, but I'm going to try to pick it back up. Um. If you want to send us your Overwatch stories, I mean, we encourage you guys to reach out to us, you know, with comments and questions as well. You can email WPR at or you can, you know, uh, send us a message on Twitter or you can actually send us, shoot us a message on Discord as well. You know, we, you know, we, we appreciate any type of contact. Just speak to us. Thank you. Um, <laughs> if you enjoy the show, the best way to uh, help us out, if you want to, is to share the show with others and also to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice if you want to take your support a bit further you can become a patron which is uh, patreon.com slash watchpoint radio you can also buy stuff on our teespring store which is teespring.com slash store slash match those buttons and you can also uh you know become a twitch subscriber twitch.tv slash match those buttons and i encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows and with that, we're done. Uh, as long as everything goes to plan, me and Kender will be recording tomorrow. Put another show out on Friday. Ben won't be able to make it. Hopefully, I sound better. And that's it. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.